We do a lot of... This is a pathetic one, guys. Let's be honest. That one... That was, that was the worst <laughs> Gary chant we've heard so far. Thank, thank you for thank the one you, Gareth. Uh, one man chanting Gareth, which I guess is just saying it, if you think about it. So as far as I'm concerned, you oh guys boy. are the only good people in Adelaide. Yeah. It is nice to be here with the best citizens of Adelaide. Everybody outside this building can go fuck themselves. Not a lot of dads out there tonight. Not a lot of dads. Are there dads here? Terrible fathers. See, that's all right. <laughs> Fuck are you doing? It's going to be, if you heard, it's going to be nothing like last night where people left weeping. <laughs> and people walked up to me and said, I don't know what to do now. Listen, a lot of penguins died. Why is your body language that of someone firing someone? You're like about to fire the audience, it feels like. Oh, boy. Just, David. This is weird, but uh, James Fosdyke is here, and you're fired. That's tough. Wow. It's bad call um, and tough. We'll have... Uh, James is here. James is the guy who does uh, all of our fucking posters and just the best art. And our book. There's a dollar book coming And out. he is doing our book with us, which will be out next so, year. A lot of and, stories uh, we've done on the dollop will now be brought to life by James, and they're amazing. Um, yeah, they're really, the book's his art is just fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you know, I just imagine what would happen if the guy smoked pot. <laughs> imagine. <You're> nuts. <laughs> ah, this one's tight. <laughs> um... Couple things I want to thank uh, Craig from Adelaide Comedy uh, for helping us Big out. Time. Craig has been awesome. You guys, if you're here for comedy, you should uh, all follow Adelaide Comedy on Facebook and see the comics that are coming to town. Sometimes it's me, and what what I don't know who that is. Met that a guy does, that guy does comedy met a number of times. What? We, thank you, sir, for not helping. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> shout out to the balcony, by the way. Just want to say what's up to the balcony. What's fans. up, people who did not come? People in the Lincoln seats. What's up, y'all? Um, you guys, we might go over to Kangaroo Island where there are no kangaroos, right? I'm sorry, did you say whales? Koalas. Oh, there's koalas over there? Are they, Don't so it's like say a, that, sir. If you listen to the one from last night, you'll understand you gotta let them be. Too many. And they're filled with magic. That's, that's how it starts. And we've got a magic machine for them. You can, you can, we learned last night, you can turn any animal into oil. <laughs> Guys, you don't understand what the fuck is coming up. It is... <laughs> I'm not sure what warning to put on it when I put it out, but uh, there has to be some sort of trigger Parental advisory. Warning. It is... And um, certainly, <laughs> no penguins should listen to it. <laughs> I've said that about most dollops, but this one in particular from yesterday. Is there any, are there any other announcements? Oh, yeah, we're doing a, uh, for people who aren't, aren't in the audience. Uh, we're doing a U.S. tour, and uh, tickets are going to go on sale, and uh, it will be San Francisco, Seattle, and Portland. And then also, uh, Tickled, the documentary, uh, just was released in Australia yes. recently. And uh, we're in it briefly, but even if we weren't, uh, you should see it. Uh, it is fucking bananas. Legally, it is... It's legally bananas. Which would be a good title, too. 
tickled is more apropos, but legally bananas. You guys are still out there, right? There's a blue, there's a purple guy. David, around. don't play Pokemon during then, uh, fucking. It's, uh, Good God. Be, oh, my bag is full. David. Uh, I'm going to take care of that later at the hotel. For those of us who don't know that that's a thing on Pokemon, that it's not, you didn't just make a joke that we follow. You're just like, my balls are big. Anyway. It's true, though. My um, balls are big. Let's bring out our guest. Uh, we had him last time we came through Australia, and one of our favorite guests, easily. I'm doing an introduction, sir. I'm in the middle of my introduction. Uh, Hamo! Justin Hamilton, everybody! He drinks wine. He's got the Jesus combo right there. The Jesus. Before and after picture. I, um, Pre-Jesus, post-Jesus. Yep. I don't mean to show off, but I like to get drunk and stay hydrated. Yes, so, you should, my man. You know, it's good for the skin. Yeah, thank And that's you. something you should know when coming to Adelaide. Uh, we're very particular about our skin. Uh, that's more from a serial killer point of view. Because you, you know you can do... Uh, I, I just realized I have to go. I gotta. No, I, I you'll just, be fine. No, I double booked the night. No, my dad's here. There's, no, he's gone. He uh, he left a message. He, he left said, years ago. Let's be honest. Are you okay? Is it bad to bring it up on Father's Day? Okay. At least my dad called out before. I'll I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm Pahamo. I'm Pamo. <laughs> In case anybody wants some Japanese pizza, they serve it across the street. So... (laughs) Jesus Christ, I mean, who's ready for that? I walked over there, I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Look, what's weird, you're in Australia eating an Italian dish made by Japanese people. Yeah. To pizza. The guy looked at me like I was going to order, but I was like... You've never had a pizza knees before? It's fantastic. You eat it, and you feel a bit hungry later, but it's all right. Um. 1767! Big fans. Oh, we didn't do the intro. That's what it is. That's what it was. Motherfucker. (sighs) Let's just go. Yeah, let's just plow through. Let's all wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So you're listening to the dollar? Oh, you're... Okay. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds and Justin Hamo Hamilton. It's actually Gareth who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. <laughs> we just got through it. <laughs> this dude shouting Gareth is awesome. Oh, no, that He's not sure really... if it's you. <laughs> that guy, that guy came here with He's an blind. agenda. He's just like, Gareth? <laughs> Mm, I can hear him. He's just, he's gonna do that. Just. That's a stand up callback. Gah? Is that what just happened? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. It was a cry. <laughs> John MacArthur was born near Plymouth, England. His father was a linen draper and a, quote, seller of slops. 
Oh, yeah. Well, we've all done that, haven't we? Yeah, those two normally go together. Yeah. Sorry I got slop all over your curtains. I actually... Things are tight over here. I, uh... We have some linen. Yeah. All right. Linen on a prayer. All right, let's move. <laughs> bon sloppy. Right, right. <laughs> Slops were cheap, ready-made, or rough-work clothing. Oh. So he sold... Well, that's disappointing. What did you think he was selling? Slop. Like, you know, that shit that uh, Roy Schneider fucking uh, throws into the ocean to get jaws. Like, I thought he was selling slop and linen. So Who get... sells that? Well, someone has to. Well, who's buying it? No, you well, make People trying to catch big fucking mechanical that's, sharks. That kind of... That's kind of slop as fucking homemade. No one's selling that. Do you reckon? Well, sometimes you're busy. Like, you've got to take the kids to school. And you've you got to go take catch your wife to work. Because the car's fucked. You've got to get the boat ready. You don't have time to make the slop. Someone's going to make the slop. Isn't it chum? <laughs> yeah, that's chum. <laughs> First time I've ever been right. <laughs> Literally. Usually, uh, the, they, uh, he was making, like, butcher aprons or clothing sold to sailors. Like, that was, like, a s- slop. Okay. But in this case, MacArthur's father sold underwear. <laughs> right. So obviously, that's a t- like someone has to make underwear. But the fact that that's brought up now, in, 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 I'm a little, I, it's different when it's brought up on this podcast. Right. So he is scarred. <clears throat> so whenever he hears something, I fell he in thinks, acid. He thinks whenever he hears a fact on this show, now he thinks, that, okay, this is what it's going to be about, and it's going to be fucked. <laughs> Why, a, when you say fuck, do you sound Australian? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I oh, should have. Yeah. Fact. That's, uh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. good. Thank you, four people. No. John was not proud of the way his father made a living. What he really wanted was to be a top notch gentleman, someone on top of the heap instead of in the middle yeah. or at the bottom. Yeah. Because of this, John decided well, his dad he would... was sort of on the bottom. Hey. Yeah. He did have an underwear business. Yeah. So. This is from your new show, Carry On Gareth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that look. <laughs> uh, so John decided uh, he would not be a part of the family business selling underwear. Uh, but he could truly never escape his past, and wherever he went, he would be called a staymaker's apprentice or bodice jack. Oh, yeah. Or a what? Bodice Jack. Sure. Bodice Jack. Bodice Jack? Bodice. Boz? Bodice. Buzz Jack? Nope. Bodice. Boz. Bodice. Bodice Jack. Oh, bogus. As in. Bodice? Jack? A bog. Like boob. He had jack. titties. He had big he had... bodice titties. What did he have? That's what they he called under. That's what they called ladies. Brazier. That is what they called. Brazier's? Chest garments? Hands on. I said what boots? it is. It's right there. I you said Bodus Jack. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Neither have I. Well, it's not the 17 fucking hundreds. Well, translate it, it and put it into Google Translate. So like what is bra, it now? It'd be like right. calling him Bra Jack. Like, bra right. Jack? Bra Jack. Yeah. What? That's when you masturbate in bras. Right. <laughs> or as we call it here, Thursday night. <laughs> and Father's Day. <laughs> and Mother's Day. <laughs> All the days. It's a problem, but not Melbourne Cup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, MacArthur was a good-looking man, uh, with the exception of all these smallpox scars. Ah, oh, what are the odds? Yeah. 
<laughs> back then, that was just like everybody had yeah. them. Yeah. Like if you, yeah, you just... Yeah, look at that smooth face fuck over there with his non-pox face. I, I gotta trust yeah. him. Uh, at least I don't have big pox. Yeah. Those are the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like many looking to rise up in English society, John joined the military. He joined it at the age of 15. Well, as we've learned, standard. normal. A little, normal. A little totally old normal. to be getting into it, honestly, <laughs> yeah. if you really think about it, right? <laughs> what happened when he was nine? Oh, he was working in a mine. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Cole Niner. After a few years in the military? <laughs> a few years, he married Elizabeth Veal in 1788. She was the daughter... She was a lamb. She was... Or a cow, wherever it comes cow, from. Or a cow, cow lamb. Cow lamb. It was yeah, a cow. I, I mean, usually veal is a, is a cow. Well, I'm talking about the lamb kind. <laughs> I would say that's fair, but it's completely wrong. Well, don't Google it. She was the daughter of a provincial farmer and had a bit of money. She married John, uh, even though Which he bit? was poor. Which bit of the money did she have? Did she have just a little bit? Just a little the bit. The tiny little, the bo- the bottom part. Oh, right. Okay. Just the tip. There we go. <laughs> Thank oh, you very great. much. That guy's getting bigger. <laughs> but you don't laughs. tip here. We don't tip. Yeah, gotta go. He on said in. it with irony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was working on a show once, and we were talking about something like that, and the showrunner was talking about just the tip, but instead he said, you know, the, when you put the purple part in. <laughs> yeah. It's an adult, it's an adult man, like a grown man. Yeah. Purple part. Yeah. That's because he fucks a lot of Muppets. Uh, so she married him even though he was uh, poor at no social standing and she she said he was quote mild, she was mildly repelled by John's high opinion of himself yeah. wow mildly repelled by your uh, husband that's what you say when you don't want to say it smallpox scars <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's your attitude <laughs> yeah <laughs> turn the lights off but she married him anyway uh, and then she had their first son uh, five months after they were married so, right. Yeah, so she yeah. didn't want to waste time. So she, she yeah. had sex on the night of the wedding, and then was, I've got things to do in nine months. Yep. So she double, double baked it. Yep. Double baked that baby. Yep. Uh, not, they did not do just the tip. <laughs> now, John... Uh, they did the whole bill. <laughs> since he joined, he joined the military to climb the social ladder, he was super, uh, unfortunately, not into fighting and shooting in the battling part of the military. Hmm. So, uh, his, uh, he just decided not to fight when his unit, regiment, was uh, sent. In 1788, is, is he that went... An op- is that a full option? It's not yeah. supposed to be, but this no. is what he did. Nah, just stay. Yeah. You guys go. Have a great time. Yeah. I, 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 send uh, me postcards, whatever we have in this era, but I'll, I'll just chill here. In, in Australia, you serve in the army, but if your team makes the AFL Grand Final, you don't have to go. <laughs> you get to stay back. That's, that's a fact. That's an Australian fact. Australian facts. You're going to be a lot of them tonight. Uh, so in 1788, he was AWOL from his regiment, which had been sent to Gibraltar. To top it off, he would write letters demanding full pay while sitting at home. <laughs> real George W. Bush. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then he finally decided to accept a posting. 
<laughs> the right one came along. Yeah. yeah. He's like, all right, I'll do this fine. one. Yeah, fine, I'll go to Hawaii. Yeah, fine, I'll watch Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, yes, he was offered uh, to join the upstart New South Wales Corps. Corps. Right. Corps? Corps. Corps. Corps? Corps. Right. It actually says corpse here, so that's what threw me. Right. But uh, that's a misspelling because he did not join the New South Wales Corps. Right. <laughs> I'll watch over him. You guys go. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty stiff pay from what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now. New South Wales uh, was not a post that many wanted uh, when there were places like India, which were much more attractive to the soldiers. In India, there was polo and drinking and wild animal hunting and fucking over wealthy Indians by looting all their shit uh, and all the good fun that comes with that. Uh, you should write pamphlets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. Uh, I've got all those places. Come to India. New South Wales had none of that, just a bunch of prisoners walking around. New South Wales was such a shit military assignment that the military commander there, Major Gross, had to recruit soldiers who had deserted and were now in prison. That's how he got the job. He was like, why don't you fucking send the AWOL asshole there? That's how he got. That's how he got picked. Wait. So now he's what? Wait. So now he's watching over. No, no, he's not watching over anybody. But that's we're we're describing that no one wants to go to New South Wales. Okay. Well, jeez. All right. He did that. I just thought you were listening. I was confirming a fact. Be, I want to be on the same page. This is awkward. <laughs> to be honest, I had it when mum and dad fought. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the New South Wales Corps was attracted to the lowest of the low military officers. Those who weren't good at the job and those who were very corrupt, which pretty much describes John MacArthur perfectly. MacArthur was 23. His infant son and his wife Elizabeth climbed onto the ship Neptune for the journey to New South Wales. There were 421 male and 78 female convicts on the ship. John immediately set about irritating his superior officers by complaining about his cabin. This guy's just a cunt. Yeah. He wasn't too keen on the location of the cabin because, quote, stench of the buckets belonging to the com- convict women uh, of a morning. I don't know. They spoke weird. Convict women of a morning. Right. That was that, I mean, they must, It must mean they were shitting in the but morning. The, but and, yeah. just the women buckets? Well, right. they were near the women, the oh, women so area. Just, okay. No, I think, you know, I think men, when they shit, Yeah, I like would imagine the men buckets, you'd be like, ugh. ugh. I think yeah. if, you look at, if you look at the difference between, like, and I go into a lot of female bathrooms, but if you look at the difference, <laughs> yeah. like, the, anytime I've peeked into a female bathroom, which is, again, daily, uh, yeah. it's pristine. You go into a male bathroom, it's a nightmare. You haven't been to some of the women's toilets in Adelaide. No, no. I have oh, been to I, some of them. I you have. mean at the Adelaide's room? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I went, I, went to four, I went to four women's bathrooms here. <laughs> Go ahead. Please. No. Tell it to the, tell it to the balcony. I don't know what you guys are that talking guy is, about. You that, know. Guy, that guy is... I do not. You know. I'm not familiar. You know. It sounds like a Madonna song. <laughs> Just once. I, 
I think if you gave it a go, it would probably sound really sweet. Oh, no, my God, no, how no. aggressive was that woman? Sing yeah. the song! Oh, yeah, I'll flick change at you. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you could buy him a Japanese pizza. Yeah. It's a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so the women are shitting in buckets and it smells. Thank you for the update. <laughs> and he could hear the terrible language of the convict women, which just seemed to grow worse and worse. The captain, Captain Gilbert, denied... Oh, Gilbert! Yeah. Gilbo. You know Gilbo? Capo Gilbo. Capo Gilbo, Mike. The captain, uh, John Gilbert, denied John's request to switch cabins and threatened to write the war office and have MacArthur and his wife tossed off the ship. Jesus. So, John challenged the captain to a duel. Right. Well, that's what you do. Yeah. Right? If someone Get is bullets going, going on the ship, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Always. without a doubt. Have I mentioned this was all before the ship even left dock? What? <laughs> oh, Really? How long? What, they're just hanging out? Right. Well, they, they, you know, you get on the ship and you get ready to leave. It you, was literally in that time frame of yeah. when they're boarding? I think, well, they, I think they get on the ship a little bit before it leaves. Like, Still, this is when, like, a half hour? They're no, like, no, hey, like, no, yeah. Yeah. like, days. I think you would back days. then. Days? Yeah, yeah, I think back then you would get on the ship days before it would leave. Like, because you didn't... <laughs> Why? If you want to understand it emotionally, it's like, you know, when you go to a movie that's on at 3.30 and it starts on Thursday... Do you Wait. know what I mean? With all the trailers and all the... Oh, yeah. That's right. what it used to be like back then. That's right. what it was. You'd, go, it's like, you'd it's, get on the boat, and two yeah. days later, it would take off. Right. It's like trailers. Couldn't you just show up, like, last minute and be like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, and then just get yeah, on? But then the boat might leave without you. Right. When well, fuck it. Their... I don't want to even get on the boat. All the women are shitting in buckets. Yeah. That's why I want to be on the boat. David. <laughs> That's why I paid extra. Uh, I'll take his cabin. <laughs> Can I get as close to the lady shit buckets as possible? Is there anyone to stay in the lady shit buckets? Yeah. Is that possible? Can I? Can I pretend I'm the shop? Hey. Can I pretend I'm one of the buckets? Can I be a bucket? <laughs> Can we be buckets? Also, the name of your new autobiography, I hear. Audiobook of Can We Be Buckets. <laughs> Sorry, may we be buckets. <laughs> so, right, this is all before it, le- it left dock. So without telling Elizabeth, John went down to the dock, did the ten paces thing, and then they shot and missed each other. Great. That, most duels we've learned yeah. kind of are like that. Yeah. But then, then that... Then so it's, awkward. But then it's over because you've both done the honorable thing and you've shot each other, and then, and then like, your, your disagreement is supposed to be over. So to be couldn't over. you, well, when you do the back-to-back, couldn't you just sort of just be like, hey, when, what do you yeah. say we just actually don't fucking uh, shoot each other? Let's just miss. What do you think? Yeah. I'm sure it happened all the time. Okay. We'll take the 10 paces in a second, guys. We're just getting, our back, getting back-to-back right now, to, and then we'll take the paces. Just, uh, just before we do this, Look, like, we, how, many, sorry, how, many, how long's your step? Because I don't want to turn around and miss. I'm a fast time. stepper. I'm how a fast stepper. But I'll, I'll shoot. Oh, yeah. I'll, sh- I'll shoot to miss. Yeah. Okay. I'll shoot yeah. to miss. You shoot to miss. Okay. Obviously, we have explosive tempers, but I don't know. Oh, fucking yeah. dark. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. Huh? I'll slap you. We're out. about to Let's, duel. Yeah. What, yeah. But what? Yeah. Are you, we're about to fucking duel. Okay. Bro. So duel. Oh, we're, we're gonna. To, what's with the we're gonna. Yeah. Just stop yeah. busting our balls. You know what? I'll slap, fucking fuck. duel you if you got duel issues, pal. I'll duel you. Let's I'm gonna duel you. Yeah. I'm the judge or whatever. I'm gonna be in the middle of a two. This is a threesome. This also. This also feels like it's about to turn into a NABBA film clip. Yeah, this is <laughs> Legally Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, with dueling, the tensions were all supposed to be over and the men's honor restored. John's issues with the officers, however, were just getting started. Oh, boy. John's wife, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, said Captain Gilbert was a, quote, black character. The quarreling continued, not just with John and Gilbert, but with others. Gilbert uh, was a Navy guy, and he was fighting with the military guys, and they were all fighting with each other. Finally... <laughs> Finally, higher authorities stepped in, and a Captain Donald Trail took over the ship. But apparently that wasn't enough, as John continued com- to complain and uh, irritate the new captain. So, <laughs> so it's, not, it's not... Yeah, has, has the boat taken off? I think it's just about to leave. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're exchanging the captain. Ca- this yeah. is why I'm saying do it last minute. You'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, especially with this guy. Uh, so, uh, so now there are... Uh, Quite, now they leave and there's quite a few sick convicts on the ship Ugh. and they're packed in like sardines shackled, readily let out for fresh air, the men anyway the, the women, they would were allowed more freedom because the crew needed to f- fuck them <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> You don't use the shit bucket, right? <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine girls using the shit bucket Oh, I use the shit bucket, alright Uh uh, could you lie and say that you don't? I do. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm a lady. Where are you from? I'm... <laughs> Where, I... Parrot England. Parrot England? Yeah. <laughs> it actually sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so on the journey, the convicts start dying with regularity as they would all become ill due to the conditions. Regularity is the silent killer. <laughs> I've always said that. Yeah. People don't like to talk about it. I just came back from the doctor. Uh, you all right? I have regularity. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know just, how long it's going to be. Hey, uh, uh, that just means you're, you're, you're yeah, having but regular ha- bowel movements. You're fine. I know, yeah. But... Uh, he said it looks pretty bad. <laughs> I, I I'm pers- really... He said, I'm normal. Right. Are you okay? No, I'm regular. I have a suffer from severe regularity. I just want to commend you on your bravery. It's a brave journey. This with it, is all a, of us. it is a brave journey. That's because the regular need a voice. Yeah. I will be that voice. You know, you can do things about it. Like, you can eat more cheese. <laughs> Ah. He gave me a prescription for cheese. Okay. Balcony like that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, right. So they're becoming ill. Water was scarce, so no one was washing. Good. Good. There was Good. no washing at all. Uh, there was an outbreak of scurvy and then a, quote, violent epidem- epidemical fever broke uh. out. And because rations were so few, the other convicts would not say when another had died because then they could get his extra rations. Right. Oh, my right. God. So it's just like the comedy festival. Makes <laughs> <laughs> right. sense. Wait, so you would weekend at Bernie's a guy who was yeah. there to be like, and uh, Jeff wants more potatoes. <laughs> more slop. Yeah. When he's done with his nap, he was like, I'm going to sleep and he then said potatoes. He was so hungry for potatoes, he was going to sleep all day. Yeah, so basically, and then, and then they would eventually be like, oh, that guy smells. He smells too much. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Jeff's been dead for a month, and I've been eating his potatoes. <laughs> Sorry. Worth it. 
So, uh, <clears throat> 46 convicts died before the ship arrived in Cape Town for supplies. Now, John was not keen on any of, any of this, and his complaining continued. He was not happy with the amount of rations the soldiers were receiving, but the captain just didn't care. Captain Trail also began to believe that John was using the passageway from the deck to his cabin to eavesdrop on the captain's discussions. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a shady Which, motherfucker. I mean, says, what... <laughs> What could, what could they possibly be talking yeah, about? Yeah, honestly. It matters. Like, how is yeah. any You know, of my favorite part of the wheel, and I know we always debate this, Tom, but my, I, I'm going to say, like, <laughs> I love the hats. I do love the hats. I don't agree. How about the sales? I love them. Who's listening? <laughs> <laughs> so, Captain- he heard everything. We're ruined. <laughs> so Captain Trail uh, nailed the passageway shut. So now John and his family would have to walk through all the sick, shackled convicts oh. Oh, man. to get out into the fresh air. By the yeah. way, I know I was less like, that's gross, but these are also people. <laughs> like, we're like, they had to walk no, by the dead. they're not people. Yeah. They're convicts. That's true. Good point. Um, you do know where you are. Yeah, I'm actually with Hammer on this. Yeah. That was yeah. rude. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Adelaide's the free settled state. Yeah. And there's no, no convict blood here. That's why we all speak correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Lego, thank you very much. Why? Bit of fucking Adelaide respect. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. No, it, I believe it's pronounced Lego too. You do? Oh, yeah. And that's no, why when I was a kid, I would love Legos. Yep. I loved them. Yep. I'd play Legos. All what what, what kind of Lego? You know, we'd have uh, Star Wars Legos. Or, sorry, Star Wars Legos. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that one. Yeah. And um, Lego Castles. I don't know if that's a chant, sir. It's not a chant. Uh, chan- right, right. That's maybe a six-year-old to get behind you. Yeah, it's not. It was not. worth the effort, though. Yeah. I recommend it. He must be with his kid here, and he was yeah. like, this is the chant you're going to get behind. Yeah. <laughs> watch, so, on Father's Day, watch Daddy inspire you to yeah. grow up to be a great this man. This is how you Lay do go. it. Lay go. This is how a chant doesn't start, son. <laughs> Pick Legos. So... Captain Trail nailed the passageway shuts. Now they have to walk through the filthy convicts. So John stayed in his room. He was angry and pouting. And when he did rarely come out, which was just to complain about the food, uh, he would be angry. So Trail couldn't take it, and he sent MacArthur to travel the rest of the journey on one of the other ships, the Scarborough. But the damage was done. MacArthur fell ill, and their infant daughter came down with a sickness, and she soon died. And this sad. Yeah, you know what? All babies die in dollops. No? That's like almost all dollops. They usually start with, and nine babies died. But yeah. this one's about the one that lived. She had a hell of a run. <clears throat> she had a great run. Loved she her got, Legos. Well, how many babies get to fucking be on a ship with shitting ladies in buckets and stuff? Like, she saw more than you guys have ever seen in her, in her couple of months or whatever happened. <laughs> Anyway, they ate the baby. What? Oh, no. Excuse me? I might, I'm, I might have just added that. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, so John survived, uh, though many of the convicts didn't. When the ship arrived in New South Wales, 30% were dead and 50% were sick. Right. Uh, so there was 20% on top. That was it. Yeah. 20% right. were fine, and fucking, those guys were loving it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they were loving it. Now... <laughs> In New South Wales, Lieutenant John MacArthur's plan was pretty much uh, just to get a quick promotion and then head back to England. 
Major uh, Francis Gross ran the Corps in the colony. He was... Major Gross? Gross, yeah. I mean, okay. That's how you say it. Sure. No, I wasn't spelled that way. Pronunciation. No, I, you're right on. Gross. Yep. I was just saying, it's weird that a guy named Major Gross, you know, because this is Gross. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Gross was very different from uh, Governor Phillip in that he was lazy and obese. Gross was really not happy that he was uh, getting convict rations. His response to this problem was to push his officers to import their own food. Ten officers got together, formed an organization, and were able to trade using IOUs they were given as pay by Britain. At the time, the British East India Company had a monopoly on all food that came into the colony, and there was no actual currency. The officers just declared everything they brought in as for their own personal use, and then they started selling it and making profits. It's mm-hmm. so, a good business model. Yeah. One captain of a British East India ship had gotten permission from Governor Philip to be the only ship allowed to bring in and sell porter. But he used his ship to bring in illegal spirits. Mm. Mexican and... ghosts. <laughs> What? It's topical. <laughs> so we're in America. Uh, we're going to build a now I'm plasma sad bo- bill. <laughs> and now I'm sad because that would be the greatest dollop ever. <laughs> <laughs> that is Donald Trump's nightmare. He's like, no, they can go through the wall. <laughs> There's just a slimy residue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Right, so they start selling it and making profits, the Mexican ghosts. So this is the biggest import of booze ever into the colony, and people immediately got shit-faced. Jesus, obviously. We know what we're dealing with. (laughs) Much intoxication was the consequence. Several of the settlers breaking out from the restraint of which they'd been subject conducted themselves with the greatest impropriety, beating their wives, destroying their stock, trampling on and injuring their crops in the ground, and destroying each other's property. Oh, they don't sound drunk. No. They sound <laughs> like good individuals. <laughs> so John saw this, and bells went off. He was like, that's how you make money. He arranged to... Uh, no, I like that. Wife. That's how I make money. Not maybe I should stop that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've got an idea. <laughs> House is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. More of this. <laughs> he, arranged for, he arranged for kegs of liquor to be brought in. Kegs of... I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Kegs of liquor. They had, that's where they had uh, uh, tons of... Keg stands were a lot harder back then. Well, that's then, how you though. transported the, the, all the booze. Well, it sounds delicious. <laughs> There's actually one uh, thing on a British ship where uh, a guy died... And to, to keep the body... Uh, no. What? To keep the body, uh, you know, together. They put it in, uh, in booze, in a keg, and then as they were going back to England, the sailors no. were like, well, that's fucking booze. So they were like fucking tapping in to the fucking drinking uh, yeah, right. what fucking the guy was in. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a stiff drink. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel dirty and clean all at the same time. 
And then you know the body's in there, and you're like, mm, you yeah. know when you eat the fruit and sangria? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, there's a little bit of Bob in mine. No. <laughs> All right, that's an yep, callback. Yeah, that was good. Purple part. <laughs> yep. Not, not purple bit, the purple part. <laughs> purple bit's a whole different... That's what the ladies have. <laughs> <laughs> From what we hear. They're playing just the clip? Yeah. <laughs> oh. So. <clears throat> supposed to be my friends. <laughs> so Governor Arthur Phillip confronted John uh, MacArthur. Rather than trying to smooth things over, <clears throat> John was such a dick when responding to Philip that Philip threatened to put him in jail. And John just said, sir, you may place yourself. You are the first officer that has ever threatened me with arrest, and I give you my word of honor, if I am put in arrest, I shall require a full and sufficient explanation of the cause before I consent to sit quietly down under such a disgrace. Which is obviously a weird way to talk to your boss. Right. Yeah, he was like... Okay. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck just What's happened? What's happening yeah. right now? What was the really? middle of the Where is he? Wow. Okay. Uh, but Philip was so shocked that an officer would talk to him in this way that he just gave in and then asked him to dinner. Well, <laughs> okay. Yep. Would, uh, do you have plans tonight? I guess yeah. is the follow-up. I, I know where we can get some pizza. Love and... to get a little Japanese pizza with you. Yep. Just a little one. <laughs> and then John promptly... <laughs> And then John promptly passed, which was a huge insult. Oh my at the God, time. he said no. He took no. a shit. Is that what you this? said? <laughs> yeah. I thought if you put me in prison, you fucking tell me why or I'll start screaming shit. Wow. Do you... Would you like to go to dinner? No. <laughs> so let me get this straight. You won't go to jail and you, won't and you also won't have dinner with me. <laughs> Are you nagging me? Because <laughs> it's working. Can I sleep with you? Sorry, I don't know what just happened. Yes! Wait, what? Sorry. Yes, I'll fuck you. I just don't want to go on a date before it. <clears throat> or eat pizza. Yeah. So, rum was the drink of semen. Uh, so, come on, Adelaide. Come on, Adelaide. Come on. <laughs> rum. <laughs> I, thought I don't think that was, was the a drink request. Of <laughs> uh, and so rum is what the Corps brought in to the colony. John was posted to Rose Hill Settlement for four months, which was inland. There he continued to get into arguments and bug the shit out of everyone. Jesus. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So he just sucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's just a... The worst. Like, yeah. He's the worst. He sounds guy. like Christopher Pine. That's what he sounds like. What just happened? Pie face. These guys don't know, and their lives are better than ours. <laughs> Is he a local guy or the oh, guy from yeah, the movies? You know, he's just this guy who wears a suit and calls himself a politician. And uh, I don't know, like I don't know what the Latin term is. Uh, he's, oh. Sorry, I was building to something, but what do you have? He said he's your Rick Santorum. He's a, he's a Rick Santorum. He's your Rick Santorum. But I like him in the, um, the Star Wars uh, movies. Star yeah. Tra- the Star Trek films. Yeah. I think he's good in those. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, you Chris guys Pine. hate Chris Pine? Yeah. Well. Yeah, fuck that Captain Kirk. Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. Agree. I don't mean to get political. By the way, that's the name of the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that Captain Kirk. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. 
Anyway. Uh, so, uh, so Governor Phillips started uh, giving out land to the military men. He didn't want the constant turnover of officers and figured giving them a stake in the place that they were would keep them around. This didn't happen anywhere else in the British Empire. Uh, it would also make the colony more attractive to all the members of the British Army who now wanted nothing to do with New South Wales. Right? Good. Yeah. Philip had been resistant to the idea, but he finally gave in. So the soldiers became farmers for their own personal benefit. But they didn't always get along with each other, particularly John. <clears throat> John? Really? John yeah. didn't? John was the problem? He yeah. didn't get along. Shocking. John, so amiable normally. So uh, good with his ear up against yeah, walls. really nice. Around this time, he was challenged, challenged to two duels. Uh-oh, double <clears throat> duels. Man. But he passed on both, which was considered very offensive. Right. How is that fucking offensive? No, I don't want to die. Yeah. Will you have dinner? <laughs> no. What? I love you. I'm in love with you, okay? I thought we should do all our... Marry me! I'll do anything, baby. I need you. I crisp pine for you. Um, Who were the two duels with? Did they tell you? One was a surgeon and uh, one guy. A surgeon? Yeah. A surgeon. And he was like standing there and he was like, gun. (laughs) Bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Give me 10 paces, please. (laughs) Give me 10 cc's of paces. I couldn't find out why he challenged him to a duel, but it's probably just he was being a dick. One guy yeah. who... Uh, it's because he's John. <laughs> yeah. One guy who challenged him was visiting Naval Lieutenant John Marshall. When MacArthur turned him down, uh, there was quite a bit of talk among the colony's gentlemen about whether or not he had done the right thing. And Marshall lost it, called John a rascal, and attacked him with a stick. Right. Uh, honestly. Well, yeah, well, like, like something's going to break you. Yeah. You rascal. <laughs> the <thing>. stick, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not the, the stick. What an amazing tactic. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's why he kept being a dick. Nobody, like, he could just say yeah. no to everything, and then when he yeah. did wrong, people would be like, well, I'm going to twig you and insult you mildly. <laughs> now chase me. <laughs> <laughs> No! God damn it! He just knows the power of no. This what is a... the man who invented no. That's what this is. No. Uh, okay. So, uh, so then, Mar- then Marshall was charged with assault for hitting him with a stick. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine, yeah. Being, imagine being in the big house. Like, oh, what are you in here for, mate? Uh, I murdered a guy. He owed me a lot of money. Oh, fuck. What, what, what about you, mate? Hey, you guy with you? a stick. <laughs> well, I was like, you're, you're a rascal. <laughs> and I hit him as hard as I could. I was like, yeah. Oh. And so I'm in prison. Well, I can keep an eye on that Stay guy. away from this yeah, guy. Stay geez. away from this guy. Jesus Christ, he goes what a crazy lunatic. With a stick. I just murdered Would babies. you like to Come go on. to dinner? <laughs> yes. I, I heard him use the R word before. So, John, they actually, he actually had a trial. What, uh, the a what? stick trial? Yeah. yeah. What? Imagine bringing in the uh, evidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has someone brought the stick? <laughs> we know which branch of government this is. 
That's a disappointing one. In court, Marshall said, quote, I cannot avoid expressing my astonishment at the effrontery of Captain MacArthur in my presence, in the presence of any man of honor, attempting to justify his late conduct. The court found for MacArthur, and Marshall was guilty. Right. Uh, Then in 1972, Philip left and returned to England. Okay. Now there was no one to control the New South Wales Corps. There was no governor to replace him, which left a power vacuum. And New South Wales Corps leader, Major Francis Gross, stepped in to fill the void. He assumed control of the colony and was named lieutenant governor. Remember, he's the lazy lazy fat guy. He uh, really didn't give a shit about anything but his boys. The first thing he did was increase the soldiers' rations. And decrease everyone else's. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> Notice everything he has done so far has been about food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say we attack the cheesecake from both sides. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cause a distraction. Yeah, cause a distraction and we'll get into this. We need more cheesecake. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> he then approved. <laughs> Sorry, Gareth was uh, showing me what happened last night. <laughs> He ate a lot of cheesecake. It's true. <laughs> he then approved officers of the Corps importing goods, even though the British East India Company had a monopoly. Gross was able to issue treasury bills, which he did, and use them to buy supplies from an American ship, which, of course, included a lot of rum. Uh. Now, the British government did not want booze in the colony, so he told them... Uh, the American captain wouldn't sell him the supplies if the booze wasn't included. Wow. Which is just total horseshit. Smart, though. Uh, Yeah, it worked. Up until now, it had been a rule that there would be no spirits uh, in the colony for the first time a man in charge was importing rum. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. And Gross sold the booze to his officers who sold the rum to the convicts at huge markups, up to 1,200%. Wow. Because, you know, my issue with rum is it just doesn't fuck you up enough, right? Yeah, no, you need to have, yeah. You gotta up the rum. Up the rum. A rum up, yeah. The convicts would choose to buy liquor over anything, over food, over clothing, anything. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. A bunch of naked, hun- I mean, not eating and drinking is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll have rum for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll pay you my socks. Awesome. <laughs> ah, tomorrow will be weird. <laughs> I'm out of clothes. You know, I'll eat your cheesecake. <laughs> oh, well. Don't do it, man. I would well. Don't do it. Oh, you gotta believe in yourself. Uh, since there was no money since there was no money in the colony, farmers would pay laborers with whatever they could. Tobacco, sugar, food, handkerchiefs, etc. But now handkerchiefs. Right. Uh, how about four handkerchiefs? Absolutely. Yes, I have a runny nose. I would. But now there was rum. And that's all the laborers wanted is pay. Rum basically became the currency of the colony. By the end of 1793, the Corps were importing stills and basically making currency in the form of rum. Workers were getting their wages in jugs. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's hard to to hide underneath the mattress. Like, where the fuck do you invest? Like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Don't touch the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Waterbed. (laughs) One man, David Collins, summed it up. Quote, 
To such excess was the pursuit carried among the convicts that some had been known, after losing provisions, money, and all their spare clothing, to have staked and lost the very clothes on their wretched backs, standing in the midst of their associates as naked as, and as indifferent about it as the unconscious natives of their country. It's <laughs> a good scene. Right. They took a little dig there. The yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. That's what you want to cool. do. cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A Spaniard came to Sydney in 1793 and couldn't believe all the naked guys who wanted to play. <laughs> Gets off on a contiki tour. Yeah. yeah boy! <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> am I at Senor Frogs? Where am I? He couldn't believe all the naked guys who wanted to play him in cards. What? <laughs> yeah. They wanted to gamble and try to play win. Play for a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> they got to win their clothes back. Yeah. <laughs> they got to buy more run. <laughs> then what do you go all in with? <laughs> I'll kill myself. I'm all in. I bet my dick. Uh, sir, for the last time, you can't bet your dick. I bet my dick. <sighs> double in, double or nothing. What do you double or nothing with? Do not say your balls. For the last time, if you say your balls, you're out of the game. I'm out of stuff. My dick. Do you have an extra dick? Sweet God, don't answer that. <laughs> I think he might. Hey, Joe, come over here. He, he's calling you. Uh, I'll put my dick in for him. He's a good pal. Yeah. You play it back. He's lazy on a hot streak. <laughs> Is there rum? <laughs> he said there was constant ab- abuse of liquor and frequent baseless duels. <laughs> I want to duel to pass the time. Do you want to shoot at each other? I'm bored. We should duel. Yeah, fuck. I don't like the way it looked at me. This is a duel. You're talking to a post. Fuck. The women would just walk up and, quote, announce the price at which they would sell their favors. Sell their what, sorry? The women would just walk up and say, how how much for my... my, The favors. My favors. The favors. Yeah, Yeah, like, you know... Need me to pick you up from the airport? Oh, yeah. that sort of shit. Right, David? Yep. I put some money down on that. Yeah, we're yeah. Talking about. Any other favors? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New South Wales. Want to help me move? <laughs> yeah. I'm full of rum. New South Wales became known as the New South Wales Corps became known as the Rum Corps. And MacArthur was right in the middle of it. His job was to keep all the records of imports. And being right there in the center of it all, he had his hand in everything. The officers formed a trade monopoly and would buy product and then sell it at insane prices. They had total control of the market. At that point, MacArthur came up with a plan to invest the unpaid wages of soldiers in buying rum. So the entire monopoly and rum importation situation was being bankrolled by the British government. It's all good. It's all good. Sounds yep. fine. Yep. Any trader who tried to do business with someone other than the Corps found themselves boycotted, and anyone in the colony who tried to import would be beaten, as was anyone making moonshine. So they're basically, <laughs> right. they're basically organized labor. Right, uh, yeah. But organized uh, crime syndicate. It's good. Yeah. It's fair. So the, the convicts were Don't, brought here, yeah. and then the soldiers were uh, worse. Great, yeah, great. The convicts were like, man, I wish the soldiers weren't here. Jesus, that's terrible. I, all I did was steal a fucking handkerchief. 
I hit a man with a twig. <laughs> I was so abusive. My God, what did the, you say? The lang- I don't even want to recount it. You have to tell me. The language was vicious. It was a different me. Did you use the R word? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I did. You know your brother is an R word. Your sister's an R word. Your mother's an R word. Then you call someone else an R word. I'm from Rascals. Too real, too real. <laughs> Rascal, too real. Nine more years. Uh, not the whole again. Then, uh, <laughs> then uh, uh, Gross uh, fired all the civilian magistrates and replaced them with military officers. John MacArthur was made magistrate of Parameta. Parameta? Parameta. Parameta. Parameta, mate. The military officers uh, used trumped-up charges to prosecute anyone who fucked with their business interests, and the juries were made up of the core, so convictions were super easy. And they started taking payments to reduce convict sentences. (laughs) That sounds like a really good judicial system. Yeah. Sounds really perfect. And then they started taking payments to increase people's sentences. Right. Oh, shit. Man, you had to go down on the right day. (laughs) Seriously. Put an hundred down to take ten off. No, today's ten on. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can I put my dick in? I would love to... So if someone was like, I don't want that guy getting out, they'd pay him and they'd be like, All right, fuck that guy. Sorry, buddy, you're going to die. Wait, what? Yeah, that guy didn't like you. You had a hundred (laughs) bucks. But Gross was not that into power because of the, the super lazy thing. And he declared, quote, I am unequal to manage by myself. I love, that a guy, yeah. I love that a guy in charge is like, I'm not good enough. I yeah. can't do this. <laughs> I was wrong. I also like when he talks, he uses all the words. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just, I don't know if I'm very good at this. I am unequal to the task. It's always all the words. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, no, he doesn't like to, you know, spare with words. Yeah. <laughs> It would be so nice. He wants to that woman me. really wanted to hear the rest of the song. <laughs> you should do the right thing. Lady has laryngitis. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> So M- MacArthur made uh, Macar- uh, sorry, Gross made MacArthur the inspector of public works for the new settlement of Parramatta. Uh, the problem with appointing John to rub public works was that John didn't believe in public works. <laughs> Jeez. Hmm. John's it does sound like in America, though, when people get hired for positions, you're like, the new head of FEMA was a car dealer. You're like, what the fuck uh, is what's going on? Right yeah. I don't think he's ready for that. Uh, Those are organizations you guys aren't familiar with. So yeah. that is... Whoa. I think, I think the ghost of John wow. is here. Oh, yeah. yes, we are. Sweet God. The we are across or not. Just throw a stick at me and call me a rascal. Hey. Throw a stick at me and call me a rascal. The Gareth Reynolds story. <laughs> Gareth is played by Dolly Parton. <laughs> I just found out I suffer from regularity. <laughs> this might get dramatic. John strongly believed that farms should be privatized so people could make money rather than just doing that 
bullshit of feeding people. Right. right. People Get like it. himself should make money. Now, right, right. Now, John was in charge of doling out the land uh, on the Cumberland Plain, and he went right about giving the shittiest, rockiest, most barren land to freed convicts and some settlers who came. The quality land with the nice soil he gave to his buddies. And he grabbed himself 100 acres, the best land in the area. Well, and that's just how it fell. I mean, he was lucky. That right. just is pure luck. Totally. Yeah, fell into that. Uh, he gave it the name Elizabeth Farms for his wife. And then he kept giving himself more and more and more land. He was now what he had always wanted to be since he was a kid. No longer the son of an underwear maker. He was a landowner. He was a gentleman. It's weird for the son of an underwear maker to be such a huge asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Could have used daddy. Gross told Britain that the soldiers were working the land themselves, but in truth, he gave each of them several convicts to do all the work. So convicts who were being fed and taken care of by the British government were now working the land of military officers instead of public lands. And Britain sent word that the corps officers (laughs) could use no more than two convicts to work the land, so the officers just ignored it. Good. Right. And Britain was like, stop being like this. Please do it properly. They won't listen. When that letter came nine months later. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Oh, gosh. Things aren't good. But just the idea of seeing just drunk guys out there working the land with no clothes on. (laughs) Yeah. And they just keep saying no. They're like, no. And everyone's like, what are we going to do next? (laughs) MacArthur was also... uh, Oh, did I already do that? Uh... Okay, MacArthur was also in charge of doling out the convicts to work, so he made sure he and his fellow officers got the best workers, (laughs) while the guys he didn't like uh, or settlers were given the most ill-equipped to work convicts. Hey, I'm excited to work for you. Uh, I'm tired already. (laughs) Uh, Because the public farms were now John's competitors. The non-military officer farms got convict laborers with tuberculosis or who were missing arms. Oh, God, you're like, no, don't help, don't help. (laughs) Stay there. Or who were missing arms. Oh, good. (laughs) You're going to do a lot of the foot planting. Uh... (laughs) Uh, Or who were, quote, unnaturally interested in the colony's limited supply of livestock. Yeah. The, sh- the sheep fuckers. Some, con- some convicts oh, would get on. drunk oh, and no. they were naked and they were like, well, this is a butthole. And then they just fucking move in and try to make a baby with the, with the sheep. And that's, that's, how, uh, that's how we got Adelaide. <laughs> hey. I, I thought... I- I, I would have believed if you said that's how we got the platypus, but uh... <laughs> imagine you'd be like, you know what? It actually is kind of cute. Yeah. So uh, it's got. Keith let's up. make more rum ducks. <laughs> uh, rum ducks. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. What are you doing over there? Uh, just making some rum ducks. Uh, just making more mm. rum ducks, as you were. Yeah. But also, if you hire these guys. Yeah. On your fucking farm, and you're like, is it just me or are they? God damn it, they're not tilling anything except the sheep ass. Ah. I like working on your farm. Yeah. When I said plant seeds, what I meant 
I was very clear. I planted a bunch today. Woo! I planted, I planted, I planted, I planted. Woo! You'll have no crops, though. I'll be like rum duck. John made sure the public farms turned to shit. The convicts working the public farms were given smaller rations and then made to basically do overtime at John's court buddies' farms after they finished a day of working the public farms. The, the public convict's housing was also blown down during a storm, and John just didn't rebuild it. Right. So, yeah, so that's a surprise. Well, well, it's damn. What are you going to do? Don't worry. My sheep wife will keep me warm. <laughs> yeah. Just sleep under those rum ducks. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Bella. Room for two. Uh, and yeah, they were fucking up. Yeah, you know why? He gave a name to the sheep that fucked up. <laughs> too specific. Made it too real. Yeah, they, it could, real. they could picture Bella <laughs> before they looked all the same. But in my head, she's like into it. She's like, morning, honey. <laughs> I'm just going to move in behind you, honey. Oh. <laughs> Someone's ranted this morning. <laughs> Had a big morning of planting rum ducks. Before we do it, can we make the Parker's dinner at six next week? I never responded. Oh. Come on, they're good people. Oh, all right. Well, sheeple, actually. They're good yeah. sheeple. I just don't want to get caught in a conversation with him again. Oh, here we... Oh, gosh. You know, if we're going to do this, you're going to need to talk to male sheep. Why the fuck are you talking to that sheep? That's this... my wife. I'm his wife. Why is it bang at me? Can he not hear the love we have? I don't think he can. Quit talking to that sheep. We're and fuck together, it. sir. Quit talking to that sheep and fuck it. I'm I'm in line. <laughs> I've Did been cheating say- on you. What? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to find out this way. Well, I might as well take this rum duck off and go to bed. Uh, well, good night. Always wear a rum duck when having sex. <laughs> take the. Take the rum duck off. I'm obsessed. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't want. To, I don't want to overreact, but I think rum duck is the best thing I've heard all year. So, <laughs> I, I want to own a rum duck. I want a t-shirt with a rum duck on it. Next time when we come here, I want to ride rum ducks onto the fucking stage. But he was a young man, hard man playing in the street. Listen, Listen to yourselves. When, th- when this is up, when you're down, you download it. Seriously, listen to yourselves. <laughs> we'll be selling rum ducks in the lobby, actually. This has been a long tie-in. Uh. Uh, so John MacArthur would fuck people over all the time. In 1799... What, what happened? Is it a oh. flying thing? Oh, nice catch. Oh. Yeah. Be free again. Yeah. Oh, I've got no, bad news. He is not free again. Oh, no, that's... That's... <laughs> he, when he's free, he's yeah. a, a very dead free thing. Yeah. Feel free to rock. <laughs> uh, so, in 1799, there was a uh, convict overseer, overseer named Isaac Nichols who refused to give out enough convicts to the officers, so MacArthur framed him for receiving stolen tobacco. And he was tried in the ridiculous court full of military men and given hard labor. It was also difficult to find quality workers who knew what to do on a farm. A lot of the convicts were city people who had stolen a handkerchief. Thankfully, there was a group uh, We've been of over people. that, but I'll never fully absorb the idea of handkerchief theft. I think they were worth a lot of money. 
still. They're fancy, silky things that you could do nice stuff with. <laughs> I, I gotta go. <laughs> so, thankfully, there was a group of people uh, who could do farm labor, and they were known as the Irish. They knew how to farm. A lot of Irish were put on prison ships for the long-standing crime of being Irish. Yeah. <laughs> or just sounding weird. Yeah. It's amazing to be put in jail for something less than the twig rascal man. Yeah. Well, one Irish woman was uh, put in jail and sent to Australia for stealing a sock. One sock. Yeah. Not two. Yeah, but it's what he did with that sock. <laughs> I'm picturing a fucking shape. Ah. Come on. <laughs> that was too far. <laughs> now, the core officers... Talk, talk. The Corps officers didn't have much interest in opening shops or, and going the retail route, so they would end up selling wholesale to convicts who then began opening stores, and basically an economy was born. Houses started popping up, and food became more available, and there was a baby boom. Right, so that's the first Westfield Center. That's what that is. <laughs> I agree. To be honest, sometimes I just say things for them. <laughs> Pie face. <laughs> my go-to happy jacks but don't no whispering it's a podcast I love the Mars bar what the fuck is that I do I love them I I like a Mars bar in my mouth yep yep I like what's inside it not the outside (laughs) yep big brown melty yep talking about chocolate right yeah Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like white chocolate as much. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, uh, this is the only place in the world where that's offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back in Britain, officials started to become concerned about the giant booze party happening in the colony. And <laughs> they just keep being like, this doesn't sound good. In 1794, uh, Gross left the colony due to his worsening condition from uh, wounds he had received uh, in fighting in the American Revolutionary War. And the British government then sent Governor John Hunter to New South Wales to crack down on the Corps. He was the perfect man for the job as he had never run anything. Perfect. (laughs) As as captain, he had sunk three ships. (laughs) And Philip had once sent him back to England to be (laughs) court-martialed. So he was told to end the rum trade. So good, yeah. So Hunter gets off the ship with a big head of steam, ready to whip these fucks into <laughs> he shape. He was probably just like, "It's nice to be on one that didn't sink." Now, what's the problem? But first thing, MacArthur takes him to a public farm that is in shit condition because of the policies MacArthur had set up. On that on that farm, the workers were sober and unhappy and had no idea how to farm. <laughs> so then MacArthur shows Hunter private farms where the workers are drunk. And he says, it just works better this way. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. When you get renovations, you always want them hammered, don't you? Right? <laughs> Before you build That's this amazing. pagola, have well, some these, tequila. These guys seem really miserable. Well, wait till you see the drunk guys. They're yeah. terrible, but so happy. Yeah. <laughs> and so it looked like the drunk guys knew how to farm, and Hunter ended up ignoring everything he was sent to do about the farms. <laughs> <laughs> he was the right hire. Yeah. The British are just like, well, what are we doing wrong? What the fuck? Bastard. 
Hunter then turned on the real enemy. He blamed the women in the colony for everything. Right. He said they were, quote, at the bottom of every infamous transaction in the colony. He thought they did nothing while men worked away to provide for them. He told England not to send any more women to the colony. He only wanted men. Right. And naked ones, preferably. Yeah. And a few more sheep. Yeah. Worst Tinder profile ever. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Shirtless. Also wacky. <laughs> but Hunter did realize... And this is near a baby tiger, for sure. But Hunter did realize something had to be done. He decided to bring back civil magistrates and get rid of the military magistrates grossly put in place. He fired MacArthur as magistrate and put a Reverend Madsen in his place. Madsen and MacArthur were rivals, so it was a double insult. And now Madsen had Hunter's ear, and he started telling him how bad the Corps were. And to make matters worse, Hunter then made one of MacArthur's friends, Richard Atkins, the deputy judge advocate. Atkins was a well-known, uh, well-bred man whose brother was an admiral, but who liked drinking endlessly and was known to take his clothes off when he was on a bender. Jesus right. Christ. So this just yeah. become the culture of just yeah. when you get drunk, you're naked. That's yeah. how you tell that someone's drunk. Yeah. You, you should hear what they say about the people who don't, don't take their clothes off. They're in the corner going, look over here. Yeah. Look at that arsehole. <laughs> with his shirt on. With his tie still around his neck. Well, he's scared of naked. Yeah, I don't trust that arsehole. Yeah. I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, so did you ever have? Did you ever have a buddy who used to get naked yeah. when he get drunk? Yeah, yeah John Faust. So, it's so weird. Yeah, it happened many times. Like there were just sometimes there'd just be a guy who you'd be like, oh, he's drunk because you'd yeah. be like, hey, can I talk to you about my family? And you'd yeah. be like, oh god, we need. No, to. that was John in high school. We would be all at a party at a house and all of a sudden he'd be naked and be like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, John's naked again. <laughs> yeah, and he'd be like, woo. So then you now know. we're talking no about a, no a, a world where it's full of Johns. John's. Yeah. It's all Johns. Yeah. yeah, just Johns walking around. Woo! Yeah, pretty much. So then if you have to be the John in the world of Johns, you got to fuck sheep. <laughs> I mean, it's simple math. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, John, uh, Atkins, Richard Atkins was in uh, New South Wales because he was avoiding creditors. Anyway, right off the bat... <laughs> He accused a couple of soldiers. That's of where we all go. We go to New South Wales to avoid creditors. But uh, right, uh, right off the bat, he accused a couple of soldiers of stealing turnips. MacArthur was pissed and hopefully sent they'll turn up at some point. <laughs> MacArthur was pissed and sent a letter of inquiry to Mister Richard Atkins, a guy who had been his friend forever. And now Atkins was pissed because the letter was not addressed to Richard Atkins Esquire, and he would not respond to MacArthur except to say, "quote." It is further, sir, necessary for me to inform you that any letter directed to Mr. Richard Atkins will be returned unopened. MacArthur then brought Hunter into this childlike fight, but Hunter agreed MacArthur should not call Atkins Mr. So MacArthur went full MacArthur and sent a letter. Oh, boy. Quote, a man so deeply plunged in infamy, a man so vile, a public cheater living in the most boundless disposition without any visible means of maintaining it, I will prove that in his public and official capacity, drunkenness and indecency are almost inseparable from him. Thank God this asshole didn't have Facebook because his status <laughs> updates would make <laughs> me kill like... myself. Yeah, unfollow this yeah, feed. Holy shit. <laughs> So, uh, so MacArthur accused Atkins of being a highway robber, a counterfeiter, and that he walked around naked a lot. And, Mac- and Atkins responded, uh, saying MacArthur was, quote, a dastardly coward, the baseness of whose heart 
Even imagination, however, arm can hardly portray despicable littleness pervades your every action. <laughs> Return to your original nothing. <laughs> Wait, yeah. this, is, uh, this really is, I mean, this is like, this is, it's like a Twitter feud, but yeah. it's like, this is going to take a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, finally, a notification. Mm-hmm. Return to your original nothing. Uh, not we, favoriting this. We know that you have been what you are now, and believe me, an, an honest and industrious staymaker is more honorable and more useful member of society than such a man as I hold you to be. A viper, you bite a file. The day of retribution will come, and believe me, it is not far off when you should be dragged forward by the strong arm of justice to public view as a monster of society, the assassin that constitutes true humor. You are a leper in reputation, and that you ought to be driven from society of all good men, lest you should be infectious. And he signed it, your humble servant. <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> Worst review ever. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say bite a file? Yeah, what's yeah, that? Yeah, bite a file. I mean, look, they, they had stuff that we don't know about. Clearly. Hunter was now completely against MacArthur. I think a vampire's a bite-a-file. No, they didn't bite files, they bite people. Well, I'm going off of other files I've learned of. (laughs) These reactions over here are strange. Yeah. Hunter was now completely against MacArthur and asked England to recall the Corps, saying they were, quote, a set of the worst, most atrocious characters that have ever disgraced human nature. Good. Three years after becoming governor, MacArthur managed to enforce the only two convicts uh, working on a private farm rule. Meanwhile, MacArthur was was on the offensive. Suddenly, pamphlets began showing up everywhere, accusing Hunter's right-hand man of trading in rum. The man's reputation in tatters, he killed himself. Jesus. Another aide was sent back for selling liquor to a soldier. MacArthur was isolating Hunter. At the same time, he was writing letters back to England, saying Hunter was skirting his duties. Hunter responded by taking trips into the bush to find animals to sketch. On one, he discovered the platypus. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Which he killed and ducks. stuffed. What? Which what? He killed and stuffed the he rum duck. He killed and stuffed the first. Look how fucking cool this thing is. <laughs> By the way, though, when you're stuffing animals in this time, it's very Different, treacherous. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Uh, that's what you do with new things when you find them. Yeah. Right? Oh, I want oh. it forever. <laughs> Let's stuff it. On April 16th, 1800, <laughs> Philip Gidley King arrived to relieve Hunter of his duties. King was now the governor. Hunter was devastated. But he was given command of the HMS Venerable, which he quickly sank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wanted to get out the way. First right? order of business. <laughs> Let's sink it. <laughs> MacArthur had rid himself of Hunter and was n- now planned to destroy Atkins and Martson. Hey, guys, we're, we're doing Sorry. a thing. <laughs> we, we just, just heard Big Al. We just heard Big Al laugh. So. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I missed it. I told you it was going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Anyone who opposed him was going to suffer. Meanwhile, King started going after the Corps. He lowered rum imports, set up a public warehouse that cut into the Corps' profits, gave convicts to landowners who would actually take care of them. And what is he trying to do? Land to Ruin everything? Sellers. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking up the party. We have a great new drunk farming industry going now where you pay them in rum and cheap. MacArthur told his fellow officers <laughs> to turn down King's dinner invitations, which was apparently like a boot to the face. 
about as insulting as one could get. When the now head of the Corps, William Patterson, accepted an invitation, MacArthur was furious and told King it was Patterson who told all the officers to refuse his invitations. He then gave King letters in which Patterson was talking shit about King. And then he started rumors about Patterson's wife uh, that he had learned from a letter that Patterson's wife had sent to his wife. Patterson charged MacArthur to a duel. <laughs> it's been there, a while. There were rules yeah. to dueling now. You were supposed to have a second Duels. guy there to load the weapon, but MacArthur just loaded his own and then shot and dropped Patterson. <laughs> Wait, it sounds well, like I, he broke all the, the rules. rules. Yeah. He just killed him, right? Yeah. That's what uh, happened? We, we, we do it shoulder. on 10, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> Then MacArthur walked over to the barely alive Patterson and strutted around him, mocking him. Which uh, was, uh, he showboats after yeah. the duel? He was the first Cassius Clay. Yeah. He, probably, <laughs> he probably did a little moonwalk yeah, by yeah, him. The referee yeah. throws a flag. No, no, that in my house. <laughs> so this is very, very against uh, the norms. So wait, he, he just killed him and then he's like, yeah. woo! <laughs> Dynasty! <laughs> Dynasty! <laughs> Well, that was it. Governor King sent MacArthur to London to be court-martialed. He wrote a letter explaining all of MacArthur's actions and sent three copies of the letter. One with a corps member who thought MacArthur was a dick because of what he did in the, in the duel. So King figured he could trust him. That guy's ship sank. Good. The second guy's letter was stolen from his possessions while he was on his ship. And the last letter he sent with MacArthur, which MacArthur probably used to, you know, wipe his bottom. So instead of having a court martial, authorities reprimanded King for pointlessly sending a good soldier back to England. <laughs> oh, oh my God, you just really? wrong is right in this world. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, MacArthur went on an endless shit talking and starting rumors tour of London about King. Sold really well. <laughs> it's amazing. Great podcast. <laughs> King was helpless being in New South Wales, and he began drinking more and more. Then his gout began, began acting up, and he started having outbursts. King became paranoid about the Corps and replaced his guards with convicts. Good. Good call. At the same time, Ng was having a wool shortage due to Napoleon cutting off supplies. MacArthur saw an opportunity. He said he was the best sheep man in the colony, and it... <laughs> right. And then some drunk guy was like, hold on, I'm the best sheep man. You don't make him come! No, sorry. No, sorry. No, 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 no. Different business, different industries. You reach around. No, 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 don't help, don't help, don't help, don't help. No, 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 no. Do not help. No, we're talking about wool, the thing that we will shear from them. You are doing something My different. My sleep for a week when I'm done. Because they're like, that was so good. They call me prisoner cock. Well, but I, but what just happened today? I can't find, I, I can't find and I don't think I have pants. Sorry. Have you seen my sheep? I had 80. Did you say you had no pants and where are my sheep? Do you think sheep are pants? Well, I put them on. Stop putting them on. <laughs> Stop putting them on. I speak for all of us when I say, don't put them on anymore. Don't say anything else. I really do not say another <laughs> word. I'll be very clear with you again. Get out of here, sir. Come uh, on. Get out uh, of here. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. drink, I drink Stella. Right. I'm out, out of here. Stella. 
He's had enough sheep fucking. Yeah, man. yeah. No, he's heard enough. He's like, oh, I can't take this boner anymore. <laughs> Woo! So they keep talking about Ugg boots. Someone's got to release the cracking and the backing. <laughs> uh, so. Back in, I don't even know. Yeah. So MacArthur says if he is given a quality flock and just ten, just ten thousand acres of land, he'd be uh, he'd be banging <laughs> out wool in no right. time. Okay. Banks, the man in charge who happened to own a flock of prized merino sheep, said no. But MacArthur was MacArthur, and he uses connections in government to get an export exemption behind Banks' back. Then he bought some of Banks' own sheep at an auction, and off he went to New South Wales. Okay. On June 8th, 1805, King watched as the man he had sent to be court-martialed arrived with a bunch of sheep and a letter from the Secretary of Colonies giving him immunity from prosecution and granting him 5,000 acres of the best land in the colony. What? So he's bulletproof. Yeah. He just... He thought he was going to go to jail, and he comes rolling in with like five thousand. I own everything. A- five thousand acres. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't even know that you own it. You're like, is this even my? What the fuck? How many? I can't. And he would get thirty convicts to work on his land, and he was no longer in the military, so King couldn't prosecute him. Dude, it's like Oprah was like, sir, we're going to turn your life upside down. (laughs) You're getting an acre. You're getting an acre. Look under your chairs. There's acres. (laughs) Oprah, there are not acres under our chairs. (laughs) Okay. King had no choice and honored the letter. Very soon after, word came that King was to be replaced because he could not get along with the military officers in New South Wales. Shock. MacArthur had totally nuked King. He was finished. But MacArthur and the Corps' victory was short-lived as Banks had sent a man who was, quote, firm and disciplined, civil and deportment, and not subject to whimper and whine when severity, if discipline, is wanted. The new governor was William Bly. Yeah. <laughs> it's turned into a pantomime. Love that guy. He's behind you. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Bly did not like the idea of guys like MacArthur having loads of land at all. He envisioned a colony of many men working their small plots. But he put a stop to large land grants, although he did grant himself 2,000 acres first. Right. Well, yeah. isn't that the yeah. way it always works, though? Like, the second you're in power, you're like, it needs to be more equal for everyone. I'll have the best uh, palatial spread you've ever seen. Yeah. I will. Bly and then went... I'll take care of you guys. Bly went to war on MacArthur, going after his businesses, and ordered him prosecuted for importing stills. He called MacArthur an arch fiend. But Bly wasn't just pissing off MacArthur. He was pissing off a lot of people. Two businessmen had moved to the colony after being promised land and convicts to work it. Bly gave them 15% of the land they were promised and just three convicts. One was an old guy with one arm and <laughs> Hello, one, and one I eye. I wave with my right. No, and one eye. Now <laughs> Hello, I wink and wave with my right. <laughs> Another was asthmatic and the third <laughs> and the third was a moron. Hey! I think these guys are healthy. <laughs> Where does arm go? <laughs> no, you're only supposed to have one. Er, wait. One, one. Yeah, one, one, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He then pissed off uh, traders by putting three of their leaders in jail. He implemented fixed wages and pissed off the workers. Anyone asking for a raise was sent to the stocks or made to work hard labor. Jesus. Right. So it's just like now. <laughs> Stop negotiating. Like I want a raise. Yeah. How about jail? I'm cool with working for what I was oh, making. Yeah. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tell my wife bye. No, she's dead. Oh, God. Oh, wait, the sheep? Yeah. We ate her. Well, bad news. <laughs> the rump roast was very tender. Oh, I mashed it. <laughs> That's how you tenderize it. That's what I was doing. I'm a chef. I wasn't fucking sheep. You would make it. Nice. Hammering it. Yeah, hammering it. Yeah. Hammering. We lose everybody? What's happening? Uh, <laughs> oh, they're still here. Everyone left, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, he called the core bodyguards, quote, tremendous buggers, wretches, and villains. Oh, Bly also asked. Like, no, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Bly also asked Britain to recall the core. Bly offered to compensate MacArthur if he would quit some of his land, but MacArthur said no. MacArthur then bought supplies and got men to fence his land in. Before he could start, an official showed up and told them he had to take down any fences. MacArthur <laughs> then put up the fence himself. <laughs> like while he was the saying that? Yeah. Build one around him while he's saying that, please. <laughs> what the hell? Are you fencing me in... What? No fences! <laughs> After the fence was finished, it was removed and all materials confiscated. MacArthur accused the government of stealing. He called Bly a dictator, and the colonists agreed. Bly had crossed a line. Now people were worried Bly would seize their property. In December 1807, shit went south fast. Oh, God. A convict escaped from one of MacArthur's trading ships, and Bly fined him. MacArthur wouldn't pay. Bly then confiscated the ship. Then MacArthur said he wasn't going to pay the crew, since the government now owned the ship. Now there are a bunch of angry, starving sailors looking for someone to pay, and they started going apeshit in Sydney. Bly ordered MacArthur arrested for letting the sailors go ashore without permission, and MacArthur responded, nah, they're not, they're not mine, they're your sailors. <laughs> is it? Is that how he said it? That's a quote. Exactly what he did. That's yeah. a quote. MacArthur was then arrested. You guys are being all weird. Yeah. MacArthur was then arrested. The jury was made up of core members and drunk Richard At- Atkins. <laughs> it's so great that if you're drunk, you're allowed to serve. <laughs> hey, I'll be on the jury. <laughs> Hi. Can we nap during deliberations? I have a, I have a, your honor? Yes. I have a question? Yes. Hi. <laughs> hey, that is not a question, and don't raise your hand anymore. All right, now, on to the procedural part of this. Do not raise what? Can I? Yes. May I? Yeah, what? Hi. <laughs> okay, not questions, don't raise your hand anymore. Yeah. Uh, a play about tw- 12 drunk men uh, who have to have a deliberation with no snacks called 12 Hangry Men. <laughs> a hang jury. <laughs> I'll cut that one out. <laughs> <laughs> MacArthur was arrested, so the. Right, so. Uh, MacArthur said Atkins was biased and shouldn't be on the jury, and he owed him money, and he wanted him to removed. The officers of the court agreed. Then Atkins screamed that he would put MacArthur in jail. Then another officer said he'd put Atkins in jail, and then all the core members watching the trial cheered. 
Atkins, a good then, sign. Atkins then ran off to talk to Bly, and Bly asked the guy now in charge of the court, Johnston, to go to the court and get his soldiers in line. Johnston said he couldn't because he had been partying the night before and totaled his carriage. Well, I oh, mean, yeah. wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Never, never no drink way. and ride. You mean, know. <laughs> that's, he, it's a DUI. He got yeah. a DUI. Yeah. He's, tr- he's drunk. There's a lot on his axle. Yeah. <laughs> he, crashed, he crashed his chair. Hold on, in order to get the horses to move, I have to blow into this. <laughs> <laughs> you really didn't need to do that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Wait, you're the judge. I am. Oh, my God. Well, I got to keep going. Uh, MacArthur was then put in jail, and Bly threatened the corps officers in court with treason. The next day, Johnson, with 300 of his soldiers, marched on Bly's government house, but they weren't an angry mob. They were playing musical instruments and singing songs. So they were a jolly mob? <laughs> yeah. This is not the same effect as, like, flaming torches and pitchforks. <laughs> this is... Australia's version of a revolution. It's going to be jolly. Yeah. It was singing. It'll yeah. be jolly. There was music. There was catering. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people get angry. <laughs> there was no violence except by Bly's daughter who hit them with her par- parasol. Oh, right. Uh, the soldiers entered the house and searched for Bly, who they found hiding under a bed. Hello. <laughs> Big boo. Governor here. <laughs> For the rest of his life, he would be made fun of for hiding under the, under the bed. Bly was no longer in charge. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. For the rest of his life? Yeah, yeah they would never, never would people stop making fun of him for hiding under yeah. the bed. Looking for a bed? No. Ugh, Just trying to buy some fuck food. Off. Yeah. Um, so this became known as the Rum Rebellion. The Especially what? The, rum? the Rum Rebellion. Okay. The Especially, Rum Rebellion. I could have punched it up for him. A specially created post of colonial secretary was given to MacArthur, who virtually administrated the colony until Lieutenant Colonel Joseph Fovero, uh, Fovera arrived in Sydney on July 28th and took command. MacArthur then returned to farming and soon became involved in other ventures as he tried to get rich. He dabbled in whaling and sea hunting, uh, also the sandalwood trade, and of course, pork. By 1808, he had spread himself way too thin. Then in 1809, MacArthur and other rebels went to England to defend Johnson in his trial for taking over the colony. Before he left, he tried to sell his land, but there were no takers. Upon arriving in Bristol in 1810, MacArthur had learned that commercially, quote, the times are frightfully hazardous. In other words, he was tits up and was now in a huge amount of debt. MacArthur went back to Johnson's court, Marshall, because he was a civilian and he had no worry of being tried himself. Back in England, MacArthur became a vegetarian. Smart. Yeah. Well, he knew what and happened to the meat. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to become a vegetarian yeah. where you're like, hey, nobody's no. fucking cucumbers. I'll actually take uh, some lettuce. I'll just have a uh. carrot. Oh, my God. A man's fucking cute. That's not a cucumber. Those are not cucumbers. It's, there's <laughs> he painted hi. his dick green again. Um, no, hi. There's... Hi. There's hi. One, there's one in my... Bottom. Excuse me? I, I put them in my bottom. Oh. And he dipped it in the sinky. It's disgusting. Yeah, I really... He, uh, hi. Don't, stop saying hi, first of all. And looking at him. Yeah, you fuck it. Uh, hi. Stop saying hi. All you do is fuck things and say hi, right? That's my name. Oh, your name's hi. No, my name's fuck. Okay, fuck goodbye. Names. Good. <laughs> Opposite of hi. Opposite of hi to you. 
MacArthur became depressed as he had ruminated, uh, and he ruminated on everything he had lost. He also learned he could no, no longer go back to his wife in the colony because the new governor, Macquarie, had been, had been ordered to try him as, quote, the leading promoter and instigator of the mutinous <laughs> measures, if he did. That's he also, pretty, I mean, that's pretty biased. Yeah. yeah. He also did not want to bring his wife and kids back because they were living a nice life in Australia, but in England, he was shit poor. Then he started thinking about how awesome the wool business was again. He also thought about getting into the wine business, but in the end, he knew he had to get back to the colony to improve his fortune. After extensive negotiations, Colonel Secretary Bathurst did allow MacArthur to return. It was eight years after he'd left. The only condition was that he just farm and not get up to any other business and no politics. And that's how our uh, border control is now as well. Just come in, mate. Are you going to be all right? Yeah. No, uh-huh. fucking come in, mate. <laughs> Uh-oh. MacArthur did very much, uh, did, uh, did very much like MacArthur's wife. Sorry, Macquarie did very Uh-oh. much like MacArthur's wife. And he decided to leave the past in the past and get along with John. But John was John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted more land, and Macquarie wasn't giving it up. So MacArthur acted to Macquarie's face as if he supported him and was loyal to him, but he was actually taking every chance he could to shit on Macquarie's every action. When a commissioner, John Thomas Big, arrived in the colony to investigate the administration, MacArthur worked him and worked him. By the time Big sent his report back, it ripped into Macquarie on every level and called MacArthur an agricultural genius. (laughs) 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 But that is the truth, though, right? It's like the people who complain get the most shit. Yeah. Like, the people at the restaurant are like, they get free food. The people at the airport are like, I'm pissed. They go to the front of the line. So this is just a dude who's just complained his whole fucking life and just gotten ahead. Uh, uh, And the report also supported John's idea of making the colony a feudal aristocracy made up of aristocracy made up of men who would produce wool for the British Empire. Big's report opened opportunities for MacArthur's wool. McQuarrie resigned and left in 1822. He took a bunch of kangaroos to give his friends. Wait, what? What, what happened? Fuck? Wait, what? He, he Don't just, you just sped through a, that. He what? took a bunch of kangaroos to give his friends in England. Right. Wouldn't you? Oh, I love the pouch. <laughs> uh, I'll keep my debit card inside this. <laughs> Cigarette case. Lovely. Come uh, with me, will you? Mop along. <laughs> Come along, Kangi. <laughs> MacArthur then once again began selling wool in England, and his wool was now suddenly in demand. He won awards for his wool. In 1824, uh, he had become one of the wealthiest colonists in New South Wales, and in 1825, he was appointed to his first legislative council. But it seemed like his bouts of being an asshole were increasing. <laughs> now that he was in a position of authority, his temperament was exposed to all. Then, the governor... Ralph Darling had constant fights with MacArthur. Then MacArthur began to withdraw and spend more time at home. Finally, he stopped communicating with the governor altogether. Darling said, quote, He is now a wayward child and remains at home brooding. But MacArthur wasn't done. He tried to get the chief justice of the Supreme Court impeached for ruling against his son in a case. And anything that was public that he became involved in uh, defending uh, turned into fighting. Then in 1829, for absolutely no sane reason, he was appointed... Back to the Reform Legislative Council. <sighs> he continued on the council until he was removed in 1832 by Governor Bork on the ground that he'd become, quote, pronounced a lunatic. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> that's, that's such a good pronouncing. Yeah. You're a 
You're just a lunatic. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You are out of your tits, legally. Yeah. He was taken by his family to the Liverpool Lunatic Asylum where he was declared a nutter. Uh, I love that it was a lunatic asylum and the doctor was like, your son suffers from being a nutter. Yeah. Uh, um, the Declaration of Lunacy read, John MacArthur, for these three months pa- last past, has been so depressed of his reason and understanding that he is altogether unfit and unable to govern himself or to manage his own affairs. The official observed there was little hope of restoration. Because he was wealthy, he was probably cared for at a home. He died in April 1934 at the age of 65. Uh, he is considered to have founded the Australian wool industry and was later on the $2 note. And he is a cunt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we got rid of the $2 note. Yeah. It's a true story. No more cunt receipt. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Whew. I mean, I thought America was fucked up. <laughs> That's, Yeah. It's really something special. Yeah, just naked farming and like yeah. just the whole naked farming is beyond naked right. farming. Yeah, it says it all. It's just real. Did he? He just said vagina. Just say vagina. Yeah, that was the word vagina. Like just weird. cut straight to the point. Yeah, yeah. there's a guy in the front row. I was like vagina. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get You're it. Not at all. Why are you get not ordering vagina? He's, vagina. He's the opposite. Like he uses only one of the words. Like there was all of the words, and now like cut all the words out. Vagina. <laughs> I know exactly what's going on. Uh, you guys, thank you very much for coming out. We, we do really appreciate you guys coming out on Father's Day. <laughs> Nobody here knows their father. This is a bad time That's to bring true. it up. <laughs> Listen, Adelaide, we love you. So thank you. Thank you to Justin Hamilton. Give it up for Justin Hamilton. Um, we will... Yeah, we can... We'll uh, sign a car. If you want a car signed, listen to us. If you want a car People signed... People think it's bullshit. If you want a car signed... About a half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, in, I mean, I know we're saying to wait a minute to have your car signed, but think about how fucking weird it is to get a car signed. So, um, yeah, we'll be out there in a little bit, and we'll sign uh, automobiles. And thank you very much for coming out. We appreciate it, guys. Have a great evening. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. 
It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 